Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good to have the crew back together. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Haven't gotten there yet. Mr. King, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Repping my alma mater yeah, tonight. See that. Yeah, Tulane football. Nola built. So I'm trying to get us into a bowl game. I know we didn't quite win six games, but we need the extra <laughs> practice time. So if you're a bowl out there looking for an opponent because yours pulled out due to COVID, Tulane's available. Are they? I think those guys are home enjoying themselves after a, after a tough season. We've, we've got a cold red that yeah. we put in a text yeah. and get back in the day. Uh, Marshall was trying to get into another bowl game today. They were trying to double it up. but uh, Yeah, I'm not a Marshall fan. They got, they got turned away. They so. cost me some of the hard-earned coins. Yeah, they did too. That was uh, early in the bowl season. Hey, we got a Monday Night Football game going on. We do. Uh, the story of really the past couple weeks, uh, as everyone knows, has been COVID-19. Uh, everywhere, and uh, it's certainly affecting this game. A lot of key contributors out for the Saints, most notably their top two quarterbacks. Uh, that would be Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. Uh, Jameis Winston done for the year, so that means Ian Book getting his first career start, and what was it, his first drive as a starter, pick six. Uh, but, you know, something that's been interesting, and uh, you've kind of pointed out before jumping on the air here, Sean, was that the Dolphins are trying to keep the Saints in this game. Yeah, and it really baffles me. And I know Tua is not a guy that has a what you call elite arm, very average from an arm talent standpoint. But just the mere threat of pushing the ball down the field in their passing game, I think would open things up so much for them. You watch this offense and everything is 10 yards and under. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, defensive backs get really comfortable sitting on those throws. That's why you see so many contested throws. You know, I just think Miami has to open up slightly and allow him to push the ball down the field, even if they're incomplete. The 10-3 to right now is where we stand. This game opened before the COVID situation uh, with New Orleans as a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at home as Tua throws an interception, so tries to go downfield a little bit there. And New Orleans' defense is keeping them in this game. They have played... Pretty well. Um, been a couple big sacks. Uh, there was a sack fumble that led to uh, a field goal attempt. And then right before the end of the half, there was another sack uh, that led to a 59-yard field goal attempt, which was made. And then uh, the the icing of the kicker worked to the Saints' advantage. So right now, offensively, it's 3-3. Three to three. The only difference in this game is the pick six uh, by the Dolphins' defense. And uh, if you're wondering, you know, prop bet, prop bet-wise, you're not doing well if you took overs. Now, if you took some unders, you're probably feeling pretty good outside of Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle has been the apple of the eye of, of Tua. Seven catches, 
62 yards already. So we will see what uh, what Sean Payton has done. You're a big believer in Sean Payton, a quarterback whisperer. Uh, I'll see if any halftime moves or adjustments were made here uh, with Ian Book making his first career start. By the way, what in the world was Tua looking at? I don't know. I mean, he had the crosser wide open. He tries to throw to the middle seam and air mills it right to the Saints guy. It, it's 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 ironic that you can say this about a team that has won was it six in a row? Six in a row, I believe. Yeah. But two is like literally playing for his job because if he continues to be someone that they don't feel they can trust to get to the next level, Deshaun Watson eventually is going to have a resolution to his off the field issues, and I think that owner has already shown that as soon as Deshaun Watson's available, based on the information they have now, that. He's going out and get the current Houston Texans quarterback. Yeah, they've won six in a row, uh, have the Dolphins. They win tonight. They're the seventh seed in the AFC with two games remaining. Now they go to Tennessee and finish uh, against the Patriots. As crazy as that schedule is. Think about that. The Dolphins opened with a win on the road at the Patriots, lost six or sorry, seven in a row. They have now won six in a row, trying to win their seventh consecutive uh, here against the Saints. Uh, and uh, we will see, but. Um, you know, for the Saints, you know, clearly, Sean, you're going to have to you're going to have to have Ian Book make some throws. I mean, if you're the Dolphins, what are they going to do? They're going to say, hey, Rook, beat us. You know, we're going to put load the box. We're not going to let Alvin Kamara uh, win this game. So we'll see if Sean Payton and company get aggressive, because I feel like that's the only way they win this game. Sean, the defense has stepped up, as we've talked about. Uh, but right now, you need the Saints to start getting aggressive. And you're starting to see it a little bit more as, you know, not a, a huge vertical threat, but, you know, gets a, about a 15-yard pickup there on first down. You know, it's amazing. In today's game, with all the rule changes that favor offensive football, the Saints' defense has given up 10 points in the last six quarters. And that is amazing. That front four is dominant. It, it actually makes you really disappointed that Jameis got injured because mm-hmm. they were 5-2 and two yeah. with Jameis at quarterback. And if he could have stayed injured, it would have been a great comeback story for him, you know, to have the Saints, you know, in this position. But hats off to Sean Payton. I mean, because this was unexpected. I mean, Taysom Hill, even though he wasn't productive against the Bucks, he was a starting quarterback. You had Trevor Simeon, who's played a lot of football with Denver and early in the season with the Saints. And for both of those guys to go on COVID and you have to go to – a fourth-round rookie that, I mean, if you're being honest, he wasn't even a dominant player at Notre Dame. You know, there were stretches where he played okay, but you look at his entire Notre Dame career, you know, it's not illustrious. It's not someone that you think would be a no He's the all-time winningest co- quarterback in Notre Dame history. Well, that's when he had good teammates. He did have very good yeah, teammates. That, that's all that means. No, he did. Yeah. He had really good teammates. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I would say he wasn't Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think his and, and by all junior I mean, year, he was top 10 in Heisman. But I hear what you're all, saying. All I mean by that yeah. is he was not a first-round pick. This no, wasn't no, somebody no, no. that they drafted. And it was a surprise that he right. was a fourth-round pick. Right. People saying, thought he would be more of a sixth-round pick. Right. They didn't draft him saying, okay, he's going to play this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Sean Payton drafted him higher than most people expected because of, you know, all those words that get thrown out there for dudes who are like six foot. You know, moxie, gamer, all that stuff. <laughs> he looks taller than that. He's only six foot? Yeah, I think he's like six foot, six one. Yeah, he looks um, taller. But uh, 10-28 to go. Dolphins leading the Saints 10-3 right now. Uh, just taking a peek at the, uh, at the live line. I'll pull that up real quick. Did you bet the game? I did not. I did. I have the, same, uh, the Dolphins actually minus three. Okay. Uh, live line right now, Dolphins minus seven. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Seven and a half, actually. As I was standing in line, all I could think about was you holding your nose 
talking about this line is I wouldn't touch smelly. This. No. The, I'll say the only thing I, I have a, a pick em pool that I do each week, five picks. They lock in the spreads on, you know, Wednesday. So you had and I got Dolphins this, plus three. Yeah, I got the Dolphins plus three. Yeah. And you get extra for a lock. You lose more for a lock. They were my lock. Even um, though the line was stinky, it was all about the fact that books the fourth-string quarterback. Yeah. And you look at what Jake Fromm did, played solid first half, then start turning the football over. You know, I just saw this game being very similar to that, you know, because the Dolphins are pretty good on defense. You don't win six games in a row and not be above average defensively. But, I mean, they're end up on offense. Granted, they're going against a better defense, but I would feel a lot better about my Dolphins minus three if we could get another touchdown, Mr. Tua. I would love to see, you know, and you see this so much clearer than I do. So, Ian Book just sacked again. I mean, the issue uh, about him in college was, you know, the, I wouldn't say happy feet, but he trusted his legs a lot. And in college, more often than not, at Notre Dame, outside of the playoff, you had more athletes everywhere, so he could take off and run and you know, do things like that. And here's, that what's frust- happen here. here's what's frustrating for Sean Payton. Of course, you've watched games with me before, so you know I kind of see the game differently yeah. than the casual viewer. He's got the post route wide open. Yeah. So he does a good job of functional mobility, meaning he avoided the rush initially. If he just would calm down, and keep his eyes downfield. I mean, he's got the post route wide open for a touchdown. But is that a quarter- rookie? Is that a rookie? Yeah, mistake? young quarterbacks. You know, again, Sean Payton has a offense is very uh, long on verbiage. Mm-hmm. I mean, those plays are coming in. They blast wide bunch wide of counter motion seven two crisscross wide swing x out. He's just trying to say the play, right. <laughs> you know. And and once that initial pre snap read isn't there, you know, it takes a lot to maintain your composure on this kind of stage, especially when you start the game out throwing a pick six. Yeah. You know, that kind of makes you really hesitant. But, you know, I hope the young man plays well. I'm pulling for my pockets, <laughs> so I want the Dolphins to win. But I don't necessarily want Ian Book to, to fall on his face. Yeah, 7-11 right now for Ian Book. 70 yards, one interception. We talked about that, the pick six. He's been sacked now five times in this game. His over-under on passing yards was 184-and-a-half at DraftKings. Yeah, I would think you're in decent shape there. But it's, you know, he's going to start – no, having to force it here. Yeah, that's safe. Barring him throwing some kind of screen to Kamara and him going for 70. I would say what's more safe is the Tua under. Tua's, you know, 116 right now. His over-under was sitting at 234 and a half. And Tua, as we've seen, isn't really going vertically down the field. Yeah, and after that interception, they may take the ball out of Tua's hands yeah. and say, uh, okay, this is why we don't throw the ball down the field. <laughs> Hey, I got minus three on the Dolphins, so I'm sure a lot of you do too. I saw something like, oh, everybody what was, was it, uh, 66% of the bet, 73% of the money? Was it something, you know, it was heavy. It was heavy to uh, towards the majority of the bets and money being on the Dolphins tonight. Uh, you're feeling great, though, if you got the Dolphins plus three. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times people talk about not betting early right now because of COVID, but sometimes it works in your favor. Yeah, and we can uh, – we'll, we'll talk about some bowl games too because uh, – you know, you and I made our best bets of the bowl season. Two of those games, Sean, yeah. have been canceled for me. So. I cried when East Carolina Boston College and got canceled. that's right. You had East Carolina. And I cried more when Miami pulled out. But, oh. by the way, Mario Cristobal, he didn't get that job because he's a dummy. He knows what he knows the state of the program. So, I'm sure the minute that they had one guy test positive for COVID, hey, we can't make it. Yeah. Uh, I had I had Memphis. Uh that guy can't. I actually like Hawaii in that game, so you might have saved some money. Oh, no. I had somebody call me and say Memphis was enjoying themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know who wasn't enjoying themselves? 
Hawaii because they hate their coach and their best players are off that. But we'll never know. They did take that uh, trophy home with them. So. They did. 10 to 3 is the score on Monday Night Football. 9.36 to go. We'll keep you updated and then also explore the week that was in the NFL. It's the Nightcap here on Beast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Segment of the nightcap being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you, Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Scheduled to join us in studio, another Super Bowl champion. Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, once yeah. upon a time from the Broncos, a Vegas native, started his career with the Jags and Broncos for about six seasons, uh, was on that Super Bowl 50 championship team, uh, really uh, had a hell of a career. So he will uh, join us in studio. Should I give him a, a, a little riddling because uh, the performance of his alma mater? Although I did win quite a bit of money. I loved Western Michigan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nevada didn't have anyone, really. And the Dolphins just did a flea flicker. Okay. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Jalen Waddle in the red zone now. Jalen Waddle now officially over his receiving yards. Uh, the receptions were already there, but the receiving yards now over for Jalen Waddle. So uh, Dolphins getting a little uh, getting a little fancy here on this drive. And uh, as you can see, Jalen Waddle officially over 63 and a half yards there. Uh, eight receptions. I believe uh, Aaron Osher was saying this before the show. Jalen Waddle is, I think, what, six, seven receptions away from setting the record for most receptions for a rookie uh, in NFL history. So Tua and his former college teammate uh, clearly on the same wavelength this year as now inside the 15-yard line, another first down for the Dolphins. And honestly, at this point, Sean, they score a touchdown. This thing's over. Well, it's never over until it's over. But well, I know you. I'll I know, feel better. I know that you don't want to uh, count yeah. your chickens. Yeah, as, you're trying to jinx me. I'm not trying to jinx anybody. But that's what you do. Well, I, I also look at what we've seen with the Saints, and don't you put that on me because you are Captain Jinx over there. Uh, uh, but uh, we'll see if the Dolphins can punch this in. Uh, and once again, the Dolphins in the playoffs, if they win today, but you know the remaining schedule is quite challenging on the road at Tennessee, and then they finish up against the Patriots. Very good pickup by the Dolphins, by the way. Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. who had a lot of success in Denver, kind of went to Houston, bad team, you know, behind a couple guys. But he's a really good running back. And so adding him to that mix, I think, will help them, you know, at least if they want to turn into a team that's run first, 
kind of supplement. Who's it? Miles Gaskins is the other. Uh, uh, they have Duke Johnson, Duke and Johnson, Miles and Miles Gaskins. Yeah. yeah, he's a bigger body, not tall, but it was a two hundred plus pound back. So they're now at the five yard line, and we have third down here uh, momentarily. Let's uh, let's stick with the AFC East because uh, over the weekend, the Bills go into Foxborough and they take care of business. And now that division is theirs for the taking. They are in first place due to tiebreakers. Uh, they have a better division record uh, than the New England Patriots. The Bills finish up at home against the Falcons. At home against the Jets, Buffalo, barring something crazy, should win that division, a division that they were heavily favored. Whoa, boy. Uh, Tua had some uh, contact from behind. We'll see what the flag is here. But what was your takeaway from uh, the Bills going into Foxborough and, uh, you know, turning things around, making Mac Jones look a bit like a rookie? And uh, Josh Allen really had a hell of a game. Yeah. Um... I have a Patriots I know you to do. win the AFC ticket at 16-1, to 1, and I've really been peacocking about how brilliant of a bet that was. <laughs> I'm not feeling... You peacocking? Yeah, no, I, I'm not never. feeling as comfortable about that bet as I was two weeks ago. Second consecutive game that Mac Jones struggled. Looked like a rookie. Yes, so hopefully he can get it fixed because I do still think that the AFC is wide open. Even though the Chiefs have been spectacular from a win-loss standpoint, I still don't think they're as dominant as they have been, and they're beatable. But uh, I don't, I'm not as high on my Patriots 16-1 to ticket. Again, I think Josh Allen's super talented. Like, if you asked me as a GM and I could select any quarterback in the National Football League – to have from 2021 moving forward, Josh Allen's in that conversation. What was the call? He was uh, roughing the passer. Roughing the passer when he was hit throwing the football? Yeah, it, was two, it was two penalties, both on the Saints. One was low? defensive holding, and I think the other one was uh, roughing the passer. Well, so they had first and goal. They got stuffed on first down. Second and goal on about the one and a half, two for the Miami Dolphins. Up 10-3, 540 left in the third quarter. Dolphins are minus three. That's the ticket that I have, like you said, a touchdown here. Should be good. Would go a long way towards yeah. making me feel like I'm on the right side. Well, because uh, so far uh, in this game, just pulling up offensively what we've seen from the Saints, which is pretty much slim and nil. Uh, total yards right now for the uh, Saints is uh, 85. And we've got a touchdown. Jalen Waddle on the ground. Little touchdown run there, and oh, that's fun. That's a fun yeah. little touchdown dance. He does a waddle. Here's what's I like it. I here's like what's it. interesting. Is so, that a, that was a reception? No, nah, they... it was a shovel pass. Oh, it was a shovel. Oh yeah, that's a shovel a touchdown pass. pass. Yeah, yeah. So, so they in the, in the... to uh, Lindsey, and then coming across was uh, yeah. It's a great waddle. play design. By the way, it's a really good yeah, play. Great Ooh, play design. Ooh, I like that. So before the season, I was looking at some of my notes because I like to go back yeah. and see what my opinions were. Have they changed? Where was I right, wrong, why? I forgot. I have a ticket on Jalen Waddle to be rookie of the year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were and all about it. I had forgotten because Mac Jones is playing so well. In your opinion, is the rookie of the year contest open slightly now? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I guess anything's possible, but I would say the offensive rookie of the year is is pretty much locked up for Mac Jones. And 
Here's the question. I mean, Jalen Waddle's having a hell of a year. I like the Waddle dance. That was pretty good. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but his uh, his college teammate Jamar or not college Jamar Chase was college rival, I should say Jamar Chase. He's gonna have something to say. You think about you'd it, get so. it over Waddle? I could Probably. see that happening, especially with the way the Bengals are playing lately. Yeah. So I mean, Jamar Chase on the year because uh, he just had you know a, a pretty big game too against the Ravens. Yeah. So he's got over 1,100 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. If Jalen, because now he needs five I've got catches. A, I've got a Jamar Chase 14 to one ticket, okay. which I pretty much thought it was it was great. And then Mac Jones got hot. I'm saying, all right, it's Do over. we have the current odds? They're on down the at this point because. Jalen Waddle's playing okay. these games. And, you know, Ian Book obviously could uh, win rookie of the year. Uh, no. <laughs> it's uh, interesting because Najee Harris mm-hmm. has 900 yards rushing and I think 60-plus catches, if I'm not mistaken. Make sure I'm saying that right, but I think so. Do you want me to bring up the Steelers' money line now or do you want to wait for later? Uh. If you like me, you can wait <laughs> till later. But watch this. I mean, for a rookie, think about this. Najee Harris has 984 rushing yards, six touchdowns. He has 67 catches and three touchdowns. He's having a hell of a year, too. Yeah. It's just hard to see him through all of the yeah. the smoke and mirrors that is the rest of the Steelers. And, boy, was I wrong. And, and what really upset me was I don't really feel like they even tried. Like, I mean, they just laid down. Like, I was so disappointed in, 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 you know, that opinion. And what was crazy was I loved Chicago on the road at Seattle, but then Fields was out. Right. Foles hadn't played in forever. I wasn't sure what I was going to get. And ultimately, the fight in Mac. Get it done, Nagy. I mean, they are getting it done. Nagy's trying to save his job. Shout out to him, by the way, through all the adversity, all the criticism, all the ridicule. Those guys are still playing their butt off. They're playing hard. He has a lot of young players that are starting to emerge. So Bears got a very interesting decision well, you know, as far as who's going to be their head coach next year. And we were sitting here, Scott and I, uh, last Monday night, and Seattle was playing on Monday night, or Tuesday, because they had the, the COVID situation. They were playing on Tuesday. And we're just looking at that team. And I know they didn't have Tyler Lockett or Collins last week. That team looks done. They just they won out. You know, I feel like Russ wants out. Uh, that team is 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 all over the place. Yeah, I'd be interested as the owner. What do you do with Pete Carroll? Yeah, and do, is it yeah? Is it time to just hit that reset button? I mean, Pete Carroll's what in his mid sixties? He's older than that. Yeah. So yeah. if Russell Wilson, I think Pete Carroll was born back then with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he coach Jesus little league team? <laughs> my, son, my son kept asking uh, this week. He goes, "Is anyone alive when?" They went alive now when Jesus was alive. I'm like, nope, that was a long time ago. You should have said Pete Carroll. (laughs) That would have been a good answer. What? Pete Carroll, if you're wondering, is he 70? I told you. Oh, yeah, Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah, time to turn the page, right? 5 and 10. Russell Wilson wants out. So we'll see what the Saints could do here down 17 to 3 late in the third quarter. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything, 
recent schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You get beating the book, Bill Alexander, Market Insights, Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, many more. They are all free, available now, vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Well, this is an absolute treat. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Sean King rocking his alma mater. Tulane in the building. Oh, wow. And we've got Brandon Marshall, <laughs> Super Bowl. We got two Super Bowl champs in the same vicinity. Nice. Uh, I, uh, you know, once upon a time, lost in the semifinals of the Centennial Conference Tournament. You know, pretty, <laughs> hey, sim- Brandon. pretty, much, pretty similar. The ginger genius is the best screen setter in the history of really? JV basketball. Really? Yes. Hey, hey. The ginger genius. Don't, don't, be, don't be looking down. On, we got a couple D3 guys out there in, yeah. in, the, in the ether there. But, no, it's very cool. Uh, we did win some money against your alma mater today, so we'll just push that to the side. Man. It's not their fault, Brandon. Our first-round pick, a quarterback, he ain't want to play. The first-round pick, tight, tight end. He didn't want to play. Our coach left. A coach left. Come on. By the way, the tight end is the real deal. That dude is deal. It's, it's hard for me to evaluate Carson because he's injured all year. So I give him a lot of credit because he fought through some injuries. But yeah. the receiver's good, too. Yeah, they were good. talented. Shout out to Jay Norvell. Absolutely. I know he left with the Colorado man. State, but. I don't see why Nevada didn't at least up to Annie. I know. Oh, Is on, Timmy man. Chang still on that staff? Timmy Chang. Ugh, I don't remember. Okay, because he was the Hawaii yeah. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And when Record Jay setting. first got the job, he was a receiver's coach. But I don't know if he's still there. Or not. But anyway, appreciate you coming on the nightcap, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. so I got a crazy story. Not crazy, okay. but ironic. I was uh, working at NBC Yahoo mm-hmm. when they won the Super Bowl. I was there covering that game. Keep to leave, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> Interviewed yeah. him afterwards in the locker room. We, was crazy. We had a good time that <laughs> night. Uh, I was just a little tag along. Yeah, <laughs> you know, keep yeah, crazy. Yeah. I can only imagine what y'all got into. Yeah. You, know, you guys played an excellent, excellent game. You know, Peyton who's a phenomenal player, first ballot Hall of Famer, gets a lot of credit, but it really was the Denver defense that was the catalyst, you know, behind that victory because uh, Carolina's pretty good, you know, but you guys really shut Cam and that offense down for almost the entire game. Yeah, to be honest with you, it was kind of – our game plan was extremely simple. It was nothing, um, you know, fancy about it. You know, obviously it was 15-1. Cam won MVP. That was blowing everybody out. Um, and then one day after practice, uh, or after a meeting, Akeem Talib came. He grabbed the whole defense, and he was like, yo, I want y'all to look at look at the schedule. Look at everybody they played, the whole NFC South, everybody, and name a top defense that they played all season. So I'm looking at it. You know, you see the Falcons, you see the Bucks, and you see everybody else. They're playing Cardinals. I'm like, yo, they really ain't played a defense like us. So I think after he said that, that gave us a boost of confidence. And so, really, we played cover four. Yeah. We played cover four almost all, the whole game. Mm-hmm. And so, but what they like to do is block them up. So, they would have to tight end. They would protect Cam, right, run two-man yep. routes. And instead of the, the curl flat players just sitting in the flat, we would blitz. Right. You know, so we put extra pressure on Cam. Yeah. It worked. Great game plan. Yeah. Great game plan. Shout I remember, to Ray Phillips on the game. I know, right? <laughs> Wade did a good job. I actually was on Carolina Radio uh, that season, Tim. I did a weekly spot, and I told them the entire year, I said the inability of the organization to invest in the wide receiver position, because all they really had was Steve Smith. They had Steve Smith, and then they had, and not to discredit those other guys, but they didn't have any other Pro Bowl caliber wide out. So if you accounted for Steven, like he said, they like to play action and run two-man concepts, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were run first team. You know, they had, was it D'Angelo? D'Angelo Williams. They had a... 
I think they had Stu. Oh, the Stuart. You know, Stuart. I think Stuart was on that team too. Stuart was on yeah, that team. So yeah, so was on that's how they were built. Wins was gone. It was Stuart. Right. Yeah. So. Hey, shout out to y'all, man. Congratulations. They were the underdog. Yeah. yeah, we were, for sure. Five and a half point underdog in that one. Brandon Marshall, Bronco, former Bronco, Jaguar yeah. as well, ended his career with the Raiders. A Vegas native. Is it yeah. bizarre that Air is a professional football franchise in your hometown? It is bizarre. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, when I was, uh, you know, getting recruited during free agency, that was a selling point for the Raiders. Really? You know, they, as soon as they brought me in, I went to the facility. The defensive coordinator said, yo, go, go see the, the stadium specs. So I went to go see the stadium. He's like, yo, this is where we're going to be at. This, this is going to be you. Unfortunately, you know, life doesn't, you know, always work out in your favor. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was close. I just had a bad knee, you know, unfortunately injuries kind of get to you. But, yeah, I mean, it is kind of crazy because growing up, you would never, you would never think, you know, I would never think that, yo, you know, we're going to have a team. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody else likes other teams. People like the Raiders or whatever. Yeah. You know, I had a, I actually was, a, you know, I was a Denver Bronco fan. Actually. Really? From the first Super Bowl '97, which is wild, and then to be able to play for them and then win a Super Bowl with, with them, them, it's crazy. So, yeah, man. I mean, it, it just gives the kids a lot of more, a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, they could see these kids, they could see it like, yo, I can be this. You know, um, they might see John, Jonathan Abram, and you know, around the city or in the community or something. They're like, yo, I could become this. Right. So it's beautiful. So it's amazing. Because I'm from St. Petersburg. Okay. And I was the second round pick of the Bucks. Oh, nice. And I was sitting at the house yeah. in Tampa. I was in my feelings, too. I'm not. See, back in the day, people don't understand. When you think you're going in a certain round yeah. and you don't go in that round, I mean, it's like the world ended. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody told me I was going in the first, first round, round. And I'm sitting there. I went in my room, locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad knocks on the door. He said, hey, Coach Dungey on the phone. What? Mm. Man, so the whole emotional roller coaster yeah, yeah, yeah. of draft day. But, again, being where I'm from, mm-hmm. home, you know, the impact you get to have in the community, whether it be with the elderly, single moms, yeah. like Ward did, the houses, mm-hmm. kids, you know, whatever. It's great to be able to do it, you know, where you grew up. Because there's a lot of familiarity, yeah. you know, with your story right. and how you got there. And so, man, that's awesome, man. So we're glad to have you here. Thank you. I actually have a question for you because, you know, I was thinking about coming back and playing here and the potential distractions. Uh-huh. How was it for you playing in your you – So know? what I did was I'm from St. Petersburg, right. and I moved as far north in Tampa as I could. Okay. And so this, <laughs> <laughs> so this is like – this yeah. is 99, and cell phones were a part of society, but they weren't – yeah. Like you couldn't text from your cell phone. You had to have, right. like, a, a separate device. So I moved far enough away so that my boys had to call mm. before they came. They couldn't just pop up. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of helped me a little bit. And I was in a gated community. Okay, that's cool. You know, yeah. and I learned really early how to say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the hard thing is everybody wants you to be a part of their event. Yeah. You know, whether it's a birthday party, you know, whether it's a charity yeah. event. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that really gets difficult is because people want you to participate and a lot of stuff, but man, playing football is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and we didn't have the information that you guys have now as far as the complete physical makeup of an athlete and diet and stretching and, mm-hmm. you know, all the different rehabilitation aspects. So, you know, we just hung out. And everybody was in the sauna in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we used to call it the morning crew. <laughs> It'd be 5 a.m., the whole team in the mm-hmm. sauna sweating out last night. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't much change. <laughs> We're talking to Brandon Marshall and the kind enough to join us here in studio Monday Night Football going on right now. You know, it's fun sitting next to Sean and hearing him just seeing the game through a quarterback's eyes, seeing the game through a linebacker's eyes. Who are some of the linebackers that you, you know, when you sit down on a Sunday and you watch, you know, your eyes gravitate towards? 
Yeah, well, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, uh, you know, Bobby Wagner. You know, yeah. Bobby Wagner is is one of my favorite. We actually came out at the same time, played the same conference in the WAC conference. Um, you know, and, and he's defensive player of the year worthy, man. The, the guy is consistent. You know, he he's not. You know, it's crazy because he's big, right? Mm-hmm. He's a physical specimen, but he's not that physical of a linebacker. He's more finesse, um, but he makes the plays, man. He's always where he needs to be. Darius Leonard, man, he's he's the oh, new. Yeah. He's a new uh, uh, Derek Brooks. Yeah, he's a new Derek yeah, Brooks, right? Yeah. He's a new Peanut Tillman mm-hmm. with the punch out. Yeah. Like he's 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 outstanding. You know, he's outstanding. I love from the Bucks, man. Um, Devin White. Devin White. He's oh, so yeah. explosive. Oh, yeah. C ball, get ball. He is his closing speed <laughs> when he decides who he's tackling. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the athleticism on that guy is crazy, man. So I, I watch a lot of these guys. I'm like, yo, this guy, this guy has it. You know, Bobby has the best instincts. I think him and. Um, um, uh, Darius Leonard, I think, had the best instincts right now in the game. Oh. So when you look at the Colts right now, and they win again, uh, even shorthanded with, all, with you know the COVID situation that they were dealing with, yeah. and they are they seem like they're getting hot at the right time. And Sean will bring up, and I think it's rightfully so, <laughs> the quarterback situation <laughs> is not ideal there yeah. with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, but the AFC, I mean, Brandon, it feels yeah. like it is pretty open now. Yeah. The Colts got swept by Tennessee, so it's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. They'll be a wild card team. But do, from what you've seen from the Colts, everything that they've got, you know, Jonathan Taylor and that defense, yeah. do you think the Colts can make some noise? Absolutely. I think out of any wild card team, um, AFC or NFC, nobody wants to see the Colts right now because they can play defense and they can run the football. Uh, in my opinion, Jonathan Taylor should be MVP, Ooh. or at least in the running of MVP. Uh, he's carrying that team. You know, because obviously, you know, as you see what Carson Wentz is doing, he threw for 57 yards the game. <laughs> they, they beat the Patriots. It was crazy. But the Colts, I think they're dangerous, yeah. you know. And, and w- when fully healthy, I think, you know, last game was the first game without a turnover. Right. But Darius Leonard didn't play. Right. He's, he has that much of an impact on that team, man. So uh, the Colts are scary. And hey, we're going to keep you for the next segment. It's cool. I'll tell you the story about Jonathan Taylor right quick. We got about 20 seconds. When he ran 4-3, he plays 4-3. Mm. I was at USF. I was a coach, and we opened with Wisconsin. We still ain't tackled him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You're not the only one. Check out Sundays. People, people still aren't tackling him. Brandon Marshall, former Denver Broncos, Super Bowl champ. We got a pair of those here in the studio. One more segment with him. Get you updated on Monday Night Football as well. It's the Nightcap here on Decent. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, just another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game on VSIN.com. Brandon Marshall, Vegas native. Hanging out for another segment here, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 50, Super Bowl champion right there, and Sean King. Hey, how you doing? 
I'm just I'm just sitting here. You're the only one here that can actually read the Roman numerals that this NFL loses. The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl that Brandon won, there was no Roman numerals. They just went fifty. They just went five zero. Exactly. They went, they wisened up. You know, once again, you're from Vegas. Yep. Uh, we talked about you know the like you know the fact that. Uh, they have a franchise here. There's going to be a Super Bowl here, Brand. I mean, yeah, oh, you know, you, your Super Bowl, yeah. Sean, well, you won where? Uh, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, it was in San Diego. Oh, yeah, you beat San Oakland Diego. in San Diego. Yeah, and, then San where, Diego. and you guys won in, in uh, San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Man, the after party? After oh, after man. whoever wins the Super Bowl in a couple of years? Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Because <laughs> you know how they, you know, how they upcharge people on, like, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever, Labor Day. You know, it might be 10K for a table, 20K for a club. Now, it's going to be like 50. Yeah. I won't be there. <laughs> I'll be valeting the cars. <laughs> Don't make some side hustle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what, when the Cavs won the championship, they flew from Oakland to here to party. Of course. And now you got Absolutely. a championship that's going to be here. So, um, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor for, for MVP or should mm-hmm. be in the discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the favorite now, pretty, pretty sizable favorite. You know, what about Jonathan Taylor in your eyes? Now, you're a defensive player, so I'm yeah. curious to get your perspective on this. Yeah. Uh, because these are the odds uh, as of today. So, Aaron Rodgers now minus 175. Jonathan Taylor, this is interesting, has jumped Tom Brady to the second spot. Brady at plus 750. Yeah. Um, you know, when you watch Jonathan Taylor and how this Colts team is is rising here, yeah. what about Jonathan Taylor makes you think that he has he should mm-hmm. be in the discussion and, and maybe bring home the award? I mean, I think he's putting this, the whole team on his back. Now, granted, you know you could say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. You could say those things, but what Jonathan Taylor is doing this year is special. He's special. He's the only reason that the Colts are in the discussion, uh, or, or actually are in the wild card race. Yeah, you know there will be. They would be probably, you know, five, six games under 500 without him. So I think the guy is on a tear right now. Yeah. The way he's running through defenses, he's putting the whole team on his back. Like I said, I mean, I mean, he's inspiring. He's playing inspired football, right? He's playing inspired football. Oh, Sean is uh, pumping his fist right now because the <laughs> How did Spurs that they scored six points. I've just got in the window there. <laughs> Sean's got uh, Spurs plus nine. This plus is what we nine. do every night, Brandon. We, we, okay. we got we got TVs on. Okay. We're sweating out bets. I don't really have much going on tonight. I, I took And it. I was listening, but I was. No, that's, that's all right. good. I'll pull it from my pocket. So now, now, thinking through the eyes of a defender, yeah. you guys have got Jonathan Taylor. You're playing the Colts. The Denver yeah. Broncos from, from your day are playing the are, are playing the Colts in a playoff game. Yeah. What is the game plan yeah. to beat the Indianapolis Colts. You know what? It's nothing. It's nothing special as far as coverage goes because of who their quarterback is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm putting eight, nine in the box, cover three, man coverage. You know, put some. I could do some quarters as well, and I'm stopping the run. I'm loading the box, and I'm saying, Winston, you're gonna have to show me that you can beat me with your arm. If that's the case, then okay, maybe we'll adjust, right? We're gonna have other, other, other plays, other coverages off of that just in case. But look, I'm loading the box, and what you gonna do, Wentz? Yeah, a perfect <laughs> example was that's what the Patriots did. Mm-hmm. And if Mac Jones didn't have his worst game of the year, I'm talking of the game in Indy, they probably win that game. Wentz too. tried to throw five interceptions. He did. <laughs> he they only that. caught one of them. <laughs> he tried to throw yeah. five. You know, my problem is he turns the ball over, mm-hmm. and his mistakes are like movie worthy, mm-hmm. like being in your end zone, jumping up, throwing the ball right to the other team. You know, he just does some things that. Because Frank Reich is his head coach and he's a former quarterback, I would have thought that he'd have had a bigger impact, influence on him. But I guess my question is this. 
move to the NFC for a second. Okay. In your opinion, who's the favorite and who's the dark horse, the team where if they do get in the playoffs or the team that no one wants to see that's probably going to be in the playoffs? We, we got a we got a, a graphic. Yeah, a graphic. There we go. There we go. Okay, so, you know, initially I was thinking that the Niners were – no, I mean, scary, I th- right? It was scary as yeah. far as the wild card team. Team didn't want to play him. eighteen to one right now to right. win the conference. So Absolutely. pretty long odds. Look, the, the Packers are still the favorite. Yep. Um, but come on now, <laughs> you got the goat. <laughs> we, we have the goat. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if he's in Green Bay, if he's in Tampa, if he's in L.A. They have the goat. So really, at the end of the day, how can you bet against Tom? Yeah. How can you, especially with that defense? How can you bet against? So Tom? let me push you a little bit. Okay. Does the health of the rest of the guys matter? Because already Chris Godwin's out for the year. He yeah. had really become yeah. Tom's yeah. brand. Well, uh, what's the guy in New England? The uh, slot guy. Stokely. Yeah. Not Stokely. No, Edelman. 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 Yeah. He had kind of yeah. become his Edelman. Yeah. AB came back, had 10 catches, so I think yeah. that's fine. Right. Fournette. Okay, he's gone. Don't know if we have him. Shaq yeah. Barrett just got injured. Yeah. He, he's playing the ACL. Which yeah. Is, tough to come back yeah, from that, especially and be, be 100%. Exactly. Do, do they have to be healthy? Because right yeah. now it looks like they have to go to Green Bay yeah. if they make an NFC Championship game. You think Brady's good enough to make it happen without some of those guys? You know what? Look, they got A.B., Mike Evans, Gronk. Um, they got some good weapons now. Mm. They, they're not whole uh, by any stretch. They're not whole. But Green Bay's defense is top 10 right now. It's top 10. You know, it's it's – one of the best defenses out there. Aaron Rodgers playing unreal. Nobody can cover Devontae Adams. You know, last year I was thinking that, ah, Brady didn't really have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I see him and the magic he just creates in the playoffs. So it's tough for me to say, ah, you know what, <laughs> A-Rod, you, you're going to have to take a backseat to Brady again. But the way that the, the Packers are playing inspired football, they look amazing. Um, and like you said, the Bucks are not whole, man. They're not whole. So I think they have to be whole. To make this to run this table because you got some tough teams. The Cowboys are good. The Rams are exciting. The Cardinals, even though on their skid, they're still yeah. good. So, a lot of good teams. Yeah, Dallas. You know, <laughs> Sean's racing. Oh, okay. The roof he, okay. There you he go. Won a couple bucks. Good job, good job Sean. <laughs> yeah. um, ching, 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 ching. Sean. Sean loves betting on hockey, but there's no hockey until yeah. Tomorrow. So my 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 alter ego is Pucks Radamus. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the hockey. That's my thing. Pucks Yeah, Pucks Adamas. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Pucks Adamas. But they've been postponing all their games, yeah. justifiably so. Right. Well, take us to the Cowboys yeah. because they last night. Speak on Michael Parsons. I, that's right, oh, man. man. Yeah. Yo, Michael Parsons. Yeah, I would love to hear oh your perspective God. on Michael Parsons, who right now yeah. is now the favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year, not Rookie of the Year. Defensive Players, the co-favorite at DraftKings with T.J. Watt. As a former linebacker, what do you see in this young man? Because yeah. he has been wreaking havoc just all season long, and it's crazy now. Yeah. I mean, last night it all kind of came to fruition. The offense played great. The defense was good. How was Trayvon not with 11 picks? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the most – and listen, as a teammate, you always root for your teammates. Mm-hmm. But if I was Trayvon Diggs yeah. and I had 11 interceptions – 11. And I – did not win this award because of my teammate. <laughs> like, I might feel like, yeah. bro, you got to split this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but look, and the thing is with Michael Parsons, right, he has what over 10 sacks, maybe 12 sacks right now. Yep. Um, he could play inside. He can rush the passer. There's nobody like him right now, mm-hmm. okay? 13 sacks. Yes. Th- there's, no, there's no inside linebacker that can say, right, I'm going to go on the edge and get 10-plus sacks. Nobody can do that. So as, as a unique of a talent he is, 
He's special. So what do you do? All right, I know you asked me a question, but I want to know what y'all would do yeah. as a defensive coordinator. You come in. Is he a, a, a an inside guy on first and second down and an outside a, a rusher on third down? What do you do with? Well, him? I was gonna say to me, Dan Quinn gets all the credit. Yeah. First of all. Dallas had no idea Michael Parsons was this good. Mm-hmm. They knew he was talented, but if you look at his Penn State career, dealt with some off-the-field yeah. issues, immaturity, not anything illegal, yeah. had a big year at Penn State, then sat out the COVID year. So this is not a guy that, okay, we watched on our television for three years on Saturdays, yeah. just dominate. The thing that I think really worked in his favor was Dallas's lack of established guys in their front seven. Mm-hmm. Because if Micah goes to a lot of other teams that already have, like, say if he went to the Rams, he can't play all those positions because they have dudes in those spots. So just the fact that Dallas was missing some key pieces, you know. uh, I think people's hurt. Right, people's hurt. hurt. Yeah, Yeah. and then Dan Quinn had the creativity to make it work because a lot of times coordinators know what they know. So they know their system. They're very rigid when it comes to being creative and adding things to it. So Dan Quinn gets a lot of credit. Absolutely. And for putting him in those positions, then Michael gets the credit for being detailed, mm-hmm. for being focused, for, you know, being able to move around and be trustworthy to not blow assignments from different positions. Absolutely. All right, Brandon, before you run, we got 20 seconds. You're a defensive guy. Your defense won the Super Bowl. I know I had Peyton Manning on it, but still. Okay. 10 seconds. Yeah. Who wins the Super Bowl? Oh, ah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with what I said before the season. I said on the other podcast it was going to be the Packers. All right. But then I switched to the Rams. So I'm, going, I'm going back to the Packers. It's going to be in the NFC, though. All right. NFC. NFC champ. Maybe, maybe the Packers. Packers. That's Brandon Marshall. It yeah. is the nightcap here on VCU.